Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. While the Chicago Bulls have had a, you know, interesting and smart offseason, I do think AK's made some very smart deals. Bulls fans keep asking for some things that I think just aren't coming. One, more traditional size and asking if we're going to get another big. Some even still asking for a point guard. On today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central, we're going to come to some realizations and admit some things that's that's just not coming for this team in the 2023-24 season as far as the roster construction. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly than me, you can follow the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. But with that all being said, now let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, I want to talk about this. Like, you guys know I drop videos all the time, sometimes two-a-days. It's been two-a-days for a while now outside of the weekends, things like that. But ultimately, I see a lot of you guys still clamoring and asking, when are the bull, what are the Bulls going to do for size? What are the Bulls? We need another, so many people. We need somebody 6'10 and above. It's not happening. Here's the thing. And I'm not even saying that I disagree with the mindset behind how you guys feel. But when you look at just the fact of the matter and the situation in the Bulls roster, that size that a lot of, a lot of Bulls fans are asking for just is not coming. The Bulls are going to play relatively small, I guess, in a way, if you want to say that. But ultimately, Per, per, you know, what I said in the modern NBA, and Casey Johnson even said this on the most recent Bulls Talk podcast, now in the modern NBA, the three and the four are kind of used interchangeably. It just is what it is. And it comes down to what you can defend. And while, yes, we don't have a, a traditional power forward that goes 6'10 and above, it's not coming either. And when you look at the power forward rotation specifically for the Chicago Bulls next year, we're looking at P. Will, Torrey Craig, Julian Phillips, if he can get off the bench and, and, and if Billy Donovan uses him, with maybe a little Terry Taylor, Justin Lewis sprinkled in there as their own two-way contracts, maybe even a little Adama Sinago, who I think just does not have the lateral quickness to really play power forward at the NBA level, but hey, maybe. At the end of the day, it's this, though. While I know a lot of Bulls fans, and, I'm un- and I understand that, that, you know, we need more size, we need more rim protection, and we'll talk about rim protection here in a second, the Bulls aren't, it's not coming. And while I would have loved the Mo Bambas, right, the, the Bo Bowls, I was not as high on him as some Bulls fans, but I would have loved Mo Bamba to come to this team. I think Mo Bamba could have been a player that definitely could have helped stretch the floor while providing some shot blocking. I definitely think, agree with that and understand why so many Bulls fans were asking for those players. But ultimately, the, the, whether it's because of head coach Billy Donovan, whether it's because of how Arturis Karnasova wants this team to play and sees a vision for this team, that 6'10", uh, uh, prototypical, old-school old style power forward, it's not coming. And as if you guys have been watching me for a while, you know I'm very much somebody who, at some point, you just have to admit things aren't coming, and you got to stop complaining about it. Well, not stop complaining in the sense of holding the team accountable, but in the sense you just got to come to the realization, this is what it is. And I don't think that we have a bad power forward rotation. Yes, Torrey Craig, he br- comes in, he brings the toughness that we need, the defensive identity, the ability to stretch the floor a little bit. 
Um, and then you look at Patrick Williams. The biggest question with Patrick Williams, at least to me, isn't necessarily what he can bring. We know he's going to bring defense night in and night out, the least uh, scored on player in the NBA last season, which, yes, that is nothing to overlook at all. Let's not overblow that stat, though. But ultimately, and three-point shooting, even though we want to see a little bit more and a higher volume from him on that. The fact of the matter is this. Once Patrick Williams, if ever, unlocks what's in between his ears and realizes how he needs to play night in and night out, there's always going to be those questions around Patrick Williams. But ultimately, we have a modern power forward lineup. It just is what it is. And I know there are going to be fans, whoa, Hayes, there are more there, there are more teams that are starting to go traditional. And while, yes, this is very much a copycat league, and, that, and we may see things eventually turn back to what they used to be as far as traditional height at that power forward position. The skill set, though, the ability to shoot, handle the ball, dribble, those are things that aren't going to go back away and get tucked away anymore. And we just look at power forwards as just kind of big guys who can do a little bit more as far as mobility than centers. That's how it used to be. We're not at that point anymore. You have to be able to stretch the floor. And so the Bulls double down on that ability, and they're hoping that the power forward and, and overall forward rotation that they have is able to give them that this season. Now, again, like I said before, I understand it, and I said we're going to talk about rim protection. There are two forms of rim protection. I talked about this a lot last season. Yes, we are trained as basketball fans to look at shot blocking as the form of rim protection. But there's another form of rim protection, which means you play defense well enough to where the people that you're guarding can't get to the rim. And the Bulls, that's the part that they've hopefully doubled down on, and they're trying to is get great point-of-attack defenders at that power forward position that are gonna, that's going to help protect that rim that way but ultimately the size that a lot of people are clamoring for it's not coming this season it doesn't look like it's coming it's more than likely not coming guess what you're going to be dealing with six 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 seven players six eight in the in the fat in the uh, part of Patrick Williams playing and holding down that power forward position for the Chicago Bulls next season that just is what it is and so we'll see how and hopefully they perform a little bit better getting a Tory Craig hopefully you know taking a Patrick Williams under his wing could help a little bit as well but ultimately that's what that's what this team is doubling down on. Whether it's because of Billy Donovan, whether it's because of Arturis, that's what it is. And I've seen you Bulls fans as well. We need another point guard. We don't have an actual point guard. The, the, the Bulls aren't going to get the traditional set-it-up half-court offense point guard. They're just not this season. And while it's a very smaller bit of the community, at least in my part of the Discord and the YouTube comments, that are asking for that, when it comes down to it, it's Javon Carter, Alex Caruso, uh, Kobe White, and potentially uh, Io DeSumo if he does come back at that point guard position. Now, with a little maybe Carleek, maybe Javon Freeman-Liberty, depending on, you know, who ends up getting that deal to, to really, you know, the, that last deal. But the, the Bulls are guard heavy. We are. It is what it is. We are guard heavy. We are very heavy at that position, those two positions at the guard. And Billy Donovan is going to have to figure out a rotation there. And it is what it is when it comes down to it. But that's what it comes to. And as long as also, DeMar DeRozan is on this team. They're going to have to add shooting in other places. And so we'll, we'll see. I know they, they, it's been said that DeMar's trying to take more threes and things like that. We'll hope so. And if he does, how that could help change the Bulls' offense as well. But ultimately, I just wanted to come to that realization to open this show. Now, we have rumors on Iota Sumo. I had a whole video I dropped late last night just in regards to the Iota Sumo rumors and things like that. I'm going to say this. The qualifying offer, him taking that is still probably the most likely scenario when it comes to Iota Sumu next season. Now, again, I've always said and have always maintained that there could be absolutely a team that's left holding a lot of cap space that wants to take a flyer on Io. That maybe even the trajectory of their team and the progression of their team dictates, hey, we can pay Io $12 million over the next 
each year for the next three years and see if we can actually mold that talent, right, develop that talent. And the Bulls just right now, now next offseason, it may be a little bit different if he does end up kicking the can down to the qualifying offer next season. But, hey, I understand basketball players wanting to lock in long-term money and security, right? That's just what it is. If Ayo Sumu, for example, comes out next season and hurts, twists the ankle, God forbid has a major injury, it could absolutely just torpedo his his um his career and so you want to lock in that long-term flexibility where you can and it seems as of right now him and the bulls have not come to an agreement on a number now that doesn't mean that it's going to happen yet i still think this the io Desumu, the rumors around io Desumu leaving the chicago bulls as of right now are just that they're rumors but it doesn't mean there's there's not some validity to it just by the nature of how restricted free agency works so ultimately is this i think when it comes down to it, when it comes to io that there is a chance. I won't act like there's not a chance that he can't leave the Chicago Bulls. There's absolutely a chance that that could happen. But as of right now, I'll say this. We still have P.J. Washington out there, right? We still have Io Sumo out there. Restricted free agency can get interesting, especially when you're a second-round pick like Io coming off that that um only a two-year deal. It can be even more complicated than what it typically is for normal restricted free agents that go through the full three, four years, whatever that is. So, you know, we'll see what that brings for Io and what the future holds. I do think this. It, 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 the longer that this goes on and they can't reach a deal, it does become more likely that he's going to take that qualifying offer, in my opinion. But we'll end up seeing, man. We'll see if he signs the offer sheet. We'll see if the Bulls end up matching, which they do have the right to match. And we'll see if we can keep the Chicago kid in Chicago. But if you kind of want more of my overall thoughts on the whole Io DeSumo situation and kind of his role and, you know, being maximized and things like that, go and check out the video I dropped last night. Now, let's get into the last topic for the day before we get into the mailbag. First up with this one, I'm just going to say this. The Chicago Bulls are not blowing it up. For those that are still asking, clamoring, hoping, every time that, this, that something happens, says, oh, the Bulls should blow it up. Like I said, that's your prerogative. You can keep asking for that if you want. Me, personally, I, I tend to stop like asking for things that I just know isn't coming because at that point, it starts seeming like begging to me. And so, ultimately, this Bulls team is not blowing it up. They are going to try to build through the draft now. And I think now we've seen this. The Bulls may try to go after key free agents to see what they can do, how they can improve in those margin areas and continue to do that. But ultimately, it's this. The Chicago Bulls are not blowing it up. It's not happening anytime soon. Now, I'm not saying it can't happen ever in the future. You guys know if you've been watching me over the course of the summer, I've given it two more seasons. I think you got two more seasons until the Bulls look at it and say, Zach Levine's 30 at this point. Do we really want to be playing Zach Levine? $45 million win. Have we made it out the first round? Are we an Eastern Conference finalist uh, contender, right? If the Bulls don't get into that area of being legitimate contenders to at least make it to ECF. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boost. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Every year, I think that I, I think that at that point, maybe I wouldn't necessarily still say it's still a full rebuild, maybe a major retooling, 
But at that point, that's probably the earliest we're looking at something like that happening. Again, that's my opinion. I don't think that a, a blow-up is coming. I just don't see it happening. I don't think that they've made the moves to signify a blow-up's coming. When you look at the draft prospects that they have, they've gone still very high potential rather than players that are able to contribute or not not able to contribute right now, but not, aren't like these ready to go right now. They haven't really made a lot of moves out of the win right now moves after they made those initial ones for DeMar, Lonzo, and Vooch. So, you know, that's kind of what I think is on the horizon. I don't think that a full rebuild is coming anytime soon, and we just need to realize it ain't coming, y'all. But all right, let's go ahead and get into the voicemails for today. We got two specifically that I want to get into. Let's get into this first one. This one's from Oscar. What's up, Oscar here, man. Yo, so I heard about your response to what I said about a money face. Bro, I, I, at this point, it almost feels like I'm talking, I'm, I'm hitting up one of my boys and, and, and sending voice notes, man. But, uh, cause I love the show. I love your content. I love the, you know, the way you, you interact with the, with the, with the, you know, with us listeners. But yeah, man, my, I want to preface it by saying my money base is not like I think that a money base is like the surefire player. Cause I play like I played D one in college, and I'm just saying that I use the money. I use the money base as a as a as a, a sample, an example of what I the kind of players that I'm talking about. But I, I just mean it in general. I think like our team's philosophy, like you just said, and and that in this episode, past episode, we need to start looking at players that come into the league with yes, the potential upside to be two way players. Because what I think. Like, the Bulls are doing is they're hunting the potential of a Jimmy Butler. The defensive upside with hopefully they develop their offense and now you got a legit two-way player because this league is being run right now by two-way players, by guys that can dominate. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, you know, guys that can get after it on both ends and you need that if you really want to be successful. But I use Amani Bates as basically like you said, the Bulls need to start looking at players with some sort of ready-made, like, NBA level. Look, I'm coming in here, and I'm going to – if I'm a lockdown defender, because even Jimmy, when Jimmy – before Jimmy was the offensive threat he was, Jimmy can lock you up. Kawhi, the same thing. Before he could he, he could score 30, he could lock you up. I feel like we draft these guys that supposedly are defensive players or have the defensive acumen to get in the league, and then they get in the league, and it's it's not there. Like, I I think you're right. We need to start looking at players. We're both looking at the same thing. Because let me tell you something. No matter how the Bulls look, I'm still going to buy a league pass. I live in Jersey, and I'm still going to support my team. But I just want the product, what we see out there, to be better. To, to see guys actually develop and to be like, yo, this kid right here, you know, I, I could that I could see it. Like, like, like uh, Tyrese Halliburton, he's already made – he's already signed the second contract, and we're still sitting here trying to ask ourselves, is – P will worth giving a hundred million dollars to. You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like we need to start getting these guys that that that. Like I, I just call it being a ball player. Like wanting to be out there, wanting to to show in the improvement. Like that's all I'm saying, man. Thank you once again, and and I know it must be annoying, but I'm gonna keep calling, man. I love your content. First of all, Oscar, we're definitely family at this point, bro. Like, and I want to be clear here, right? For those that don't get my sense of humor sometimes, when I throw jokes and stuff towards me, it's just that. It's jokes. Feel free to, to give them right back. Like, those that have been in the live streams have seen kind of a little bit more lax part, portion of it. But, yeah, that is that is what it is. But uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, So you brought up Jimmy Butler and Paul George specifically. And I think you have to look at, yeah, it took them a while to develop. Jimmy more so than Paul George. But I get what you're saying that you that we haven't developed. And the development thing is probably the biggest concern there, at least for me, is that we are drafting these high upside guys, right, the guys that are really raw, and we haven't 
developed them in a meaningful way yet. And that has some concern. And I think, you know, I share that concern from you and other fans in that area. You're like, yeah, we haven't developed. And so if you're going to go these high prospects rather than players that have this ready now, ready to go quite now, it, it you have to put, invest in that development. I do think higher Pete and Peter Patton is a sign that hopefully the Bulls are moving towards that. But here's what I'll say. Even with the Amani Bates portion of it, like, I, and I know you say you use him as a, just saying the type of player you would like to see the Bulls go after. He's still a very raw prospect, extremely raw. And he's not going to be ready to go and be like this surefire thing, if ever, but it's not going to be that anytime soon. It's just not coming for him. So I think ultimately it comes down to this. What the Bulls are doing and, you know, the fact that, you know, they are going these high value, high prospect guys, it's just it's showing that they they know that they may need that th- those guys to come in eventually, right? You can draft a guy who's ready to contribute right now that isn't necessarily going to be there for a long time. So I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're getting at. But the, I think it ultimately comes down to this. You want to see development. And we all want to see development. I think regardless of who you draft, whether they did draft Imani Bates or anybody else, if you're not developing them, it's all for naught. It doesn't matter because you're not developing them. And unless you're getting somebody who comes in day one ready to go and is their final form, which is not what the draft is about, you still have to develop no matter who you draft. And right now, we haven't been that good at developing. But all right, let's get into the next uh, voicemail. This one's from Brian. Follow up from you know my response to him over the weekend. Let's go ahead and play that now. All right, this is Brian again. Um, you did tear it apart. I, I mean, some points were good. What if I rephrase this about Dale and Terry and Patrick Wood? Okay, they were young, raw players who did not do very much in college. Let's face it, they did not. They were on good teams. Uh, I did watch those teams um, in college. Patrick Williams, um, as I live in ACC country, Patrick Williams, everybody said, he's going to be a monster once he gets to crush him. He's going to be a monster once he gets to the ball. He's going to be a monster once he you know, learns what he can do. Sounds familiar. It does. Dale and Terry, I, I have friends who are Arizona fans. They, they were surprised he went pro. Now, that's, they maybe end up being good picks. They may end up being good players. But what if I said this? They were not good picks for the Bulls because the Bulls are ready to win now. They want to win now. They have win-now players at his age, you know, over 29, 33, 34, the main guys, the role players are a little older. But yet they took um, developmental prospects, which is not a good plan. Not only that, they took one guy who couldn't shoot, which is what they mainly need. That's why I think they're mistake picks. Their careers could end up okay. I'll give you that one. But I still maintain their mistake picks because they – did not at the time fill what the Bulls need. All right, you can't rip that one apart. You you just can't. You can't. It's 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 solid right there. Solid stuff. Have a go. Here's what I, here's where I'll push back on that, Brian. It's just simply this: the Bulls made win now moves, and I will agree. Walker Kessler, if you're going win now, should have been the pick, right? I think Walker Kessler comes in ready to go. That, that type of thing. If Billy Donovan's going to play him, but here's what I'll say with that: you say that the Bulls are a win now team. They have, like I said before, they haven't made a win-now move since they signed DeMar DeRozan, since they signed Alonzo uh, Ball, since they traded for Nikola Vucevic. They haven't made those true win-now moves. They made moves that have helped and improved the team. But they have, and even with that said, you said I can't break this apart, it's this. You don't go need in the draft. You do not want to bet on the absolute need you, you have for your team off a player in the draft because very few rookies, unless you're drafting high. Now, if the Bulls are drafting top 10, absolutely you go need. But when you're lower than that part. Now, Patrick Williams, yeah, Tyrese Halliburton should have been the pick. But that does not still mean that, that Patrick Williams isn't going to have a hell of a career, and I'm not down on Patrick Williams. But I'm just saying by the by the nature of who right now is the best player, looks like Halliburton should have been that pick. 
But when it comes to what the Bulls have done since then, right, the Julian Phillips, the, the Dalen Terrys of, the, of, the, of, the, of their, their drafts, you don't want to necessarily bet on a rookie to bring something you absolutely need now, right? So that's kind of my mindset. That's why I wish that the NBA went more towards like what the NFL does where you have free agency and then the draft because I think it helps kind of fill that picture out a little bit more. But ultimately, it's just this. Like, the Bulls aren't a win-now team. And I think, the, like, AK and Eversley, look, the ceiling for this team right now, without Lonzo Ball, you have a $20 million point guard that you're not getting anything out of, they, at most, what, maybe a first round? Maybe getting out the first round? Unless somebody hits that development? And so, at, at that point, you're still trying to get that bite of the apple. You're still trying to go for that player that you can see. Now, you could say, hey, let's trade higher up in the draft, but ultimately, it's not coming. And this team, you can say it's going to win now, but listen, this team ain't winning anything significant. It doesn't seem like we're going to be a championship team unless, again, a player like Kobe, a player like Pat, somebody like them hits a huge development cycle. We're kind of far off from that. So you want to keep going high development because very well, the book, Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips could be high-level role players to starters at some point that you that can pay off in the long run until you reach that you can't save. And unless you're a championship team, you don't necessarily want to go needs in the draft. And even the very then, there are very few rookies that contribute meaningfully to a team that's actually winning and competing at a super high level in either the, the their conference finals or the finals, in my opinion. But you guys can let me know what you think on all that down below. But that's it for today. That's my time. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, we'll leave a text message and our voicemail for the show. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.